You often hear me say that I'm excited about our next guest. And it's true, maybe I say it too often, but I'm really looking forward to you listening to this next episode with Tamara Andrus. We had such a deep and flowing conversation about business, about the Holy Spirit, and about the enemy. And you'll find out in this episode one of our greatest spiritual weapons and how we use that uh, daily in our business. I'm so excited for this. Sit back, relax, and get ready to be activated. Sit back, relax, and get ready to be activated. You and I both know that we're called to create more than just a business. Being an entrepreneur means we are the forerunners in innovation, problem solving, and serving our fellow human beings at the highest level. But in a world that is sick of being sold to, how do we get our products and our services out there and still remain profitable? Join me on my journey to help servant-hearted entrepreneurs with a message, grow their influence, profit, and freedom. I'm Danny Kupak, and this is the Risen Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Risen Entrepreneur Odd Podcast. I'm your host, once again, Danny, and I'm excited to introduce you to today's next guest, Tamara Andres. Welcome here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So excited. When I saw the title of this podcast, there was no question. I was like, yes. And then I found out your backstory and I said, yes. So this is really, we have a lot in common. I'm excited to dive deep. Cool. Good. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, of course, we've been like going back and forth, looking at each other's websites and seeing these like little connections here. So I, I love looking in, into that and seeing these like connection points. And I was just thinking as I was going through your podcast, because by the way, Tamara also has a podcast. What's it called again? Fit. It's called the Fit in Faith podcast. Fit That's in Faith. Fit in Faith. So please go and check her out over there. But as I was going through there, I was like, man, there are so many people I don't know. You know, there are so many people. And in this, like you, we tend to like go in this like little bubble sometimes. And like, I didn't know who you were before. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, oh my goodness, God, there are so many cool people out there. So I'm excited about this connection. I feel the same way. And what's really amazing is God has really pressed on my heart in the last several years about this desiring of bringing kingdom entrepreneurs, specifically women kingdom entrepreneurs into the marketplace. And so watching these women flourish, like last year, for instance, just in the last quarter, we were able to bring about almost $300,000 in revenue with the women who are in my membership, who are all startup entrepreneurs as of 2020 in the middle of a global pandemic. So it's absolutely insane to know that there are people like you, Danny, and like the women right here in this community and in the United States who are have that same missional heart and that same missional drive that God has deposited this vision into your life and the lives of others. And so when we get to connect, it's almost like you're seeing somebody in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. This is so fun. Even though we all have our own gifts and talents and belief systems and all of that, I just, I'm just amazed by God every time I get to meet someone new. So I, I totally partner with you in that. 
That's awesome. And that's, I think that's one reason why I love so much about having um, a business online being uh, like having, I don't know, I'm always blessed by the fact that we have like Zoom and all this stuff, because, you know, if we went back like 20 or 30 years ago, I wouldn't be able to do this. Like I would not be able to like be, and so many other women would not be able to like step out in this entrepreneurial spirit because it was just too risky. Right. Because, you know, you would have to be leaving your your home or setting up a brick and mortar and it would be investing so much money. But before we get too, too deep into our conversation, I just want to give you all who are listening a brief introduction about Tamara because she is truly incredible, this woman. She is the CEO and founder of Core Creatives Christian Women's Business Membership and Expert Coaching Program. And like she just said a few minutes ago, she's actually guided startup women-owned companies to 300 150k in revenue during COVID 2020. That's amazing, guys. COVID. I hear I was on Facebook today looking at all these groups and people are like using COVID as an excuse. And here we see life flourishing. That's so true. Come on, girl. Preach that because it's so true. (laughs) So she's the host of the top 2.5% globally ranked fit and faith podcast serving to illuminate, create and activate God centered women within the faith and business sector to propel kingdom impact. She was additionally featured as the top 500 global influencer list by Brains Magazine alongside Gary Vaynerchuk and Mel Robbins. And she's a wife and mama of two, as well as a certified ordained minister, international retreat host, and author. My goodness, what don't you do? She's a born and um, Wait till you see my goal list for 10 years. I don't oh, do yeah. a lot. <laughs> I've got a lot in the funnel. I'm so excited about what God is doing. It's it's really a gift. This is and awesome. I had my moments of not doing things um, and doing them wrong and not to say I do it all right now because we're all imperfect, but um, definitely pursuing after the heart of the father and realizing that I can't do it alone. Um, I was definitely one of those control freaks, perfectionist, overachiever. Um, I strived for the busy lifestyle. And now when people call me busy, even in the midst of that rap sheet that you just read, I'm like, ah, I like reject it so much because I don't want to be busy to be busy for the sake of missing out on being present and being intentional. And so um, I really curate my schedule and my my life and my choices and my doors that I walk through and not based on what he would have me do and um, intentionally doing it rather than just let's pop them all open and see what spaghetti noodles fly against the wall. Right. Like that's definitely not my style. So I learned that the hard way though. And we can I go love, there if you want. I love that. What you said about business busyness, because I, one of my friends, um, she mentioned that to me, I don't know, this was months ago and she was like, Oh, you know, let's have a coffee. I know you're so busy. And I was like, no, stop. Don't say that. That's like, I don't want to hear that. Yes, I I keep myself busy. Absolutely. I know a lot of us women do. We always have something to do, but I never want that to be in between relationship. You know, that trumps whatever I'm doing. So I love that. Totally you, you agree. That. Totally agree. Because if you're not connecting, if you're not building community, no matter what you're doing, whether you work at a nine to five office job all day, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a dog walker, you have to make community. You have to network. You have to be in relationship with people. Otherwise, anything that you're trying to cultivate, especially if you're trying to self-cultivate, it will self-destruct mm-hmm. because you need to link arms with other people. Okay. So now this, this is, this is kind of going in a different direction, but I just had this thought, other things that I've been reading are people, um, 
quite often saying, oh, I am um, an introvert, right? I'm an introvert. I like, I don't want to put myself out there. They're really struggling with that. And you seem to be naturally outgoing. I also seem to be naturally outgoing, though I have definitely introverted tendencies. What would you say to the person who really struggles with that, who struggles putting herself out there, makes her cringe, anxiety? It's really good. I am actually in a group called Christian Women Introverts on Facebook, and there's thousands of them. So uh, I really do value my alone time. I remember uh, my colleagues who are team members of mine now, they always thought it was so weird that I would want to go to a hotel room for a weekend by myself. It's how I wrote write my books and it's how I um, find rejuvenation and rest. And it's the reason that I know having retreats is such a valuable little piece to what I get to do. Um, but I believe that there is power in introverts. I believe that there is power in having that uh, component of self-analyzation before you actually speak. And I think that's ultimately what's happening. It's not necessarily that there is fear of speaking. It's more so fear of rejection or fear of uh, comparison or fear of, of putting yourself out there in a way that somebody else might seem to not agree. And so I do that every day. <laughs> so I can really speak to it, whether extrovert or introvert. Uh, I believe that there's this parallel necessity for us to realize that if we don't activate, because that's the ultimate word, it's not a matter of being loud or having to have a podcast or having to speak on stages with millions of people or being on a TV show or writing a book. It doesn't matter, introvert, extrovert. It matters about the fact that you're activating because without activation, you're going to block someone else's blessing. Ooh. You are the connector to them being able to say yes, to them being able to propel forward, for them to be able to understand the purpose in their pain or the message to their messiness. And that's why I'm so transparent about my pitfalls, about my fail forward moments, about the things that didn't go so well and partially being my own fault, my own choice and partially being circumstantial or trauma driven. Uh, but it's the recognition that without us activating in any way that you feel called to activate, that God deposits on your spirit to activate, you're blocking someone else's mm -hmm. blessing. I think also in that you see, you know, especially if you're on the online space, you see so many other people who you look at and you're like, they're so much better. Like they have so much better things to say. They're, they're a lot smarter. They look better they have it all together and then this like um this fear or I, I always say it's from the enemy like the enemy enemy comes to like shut us up and then he he makes us or we feel like we have to compare and then it it just um inhibits that flow that god has given you and your giftings and your stories so i love that message to their the message to their messiness all right so um i love that you are talking about using our story and being a message to other people's messiness. I love that you said that. And another thing that you said, you're going to block someone else's blessing if you don't activate, if you don't speak out. And um, I'm wondering, um, yeah, why is this like, is this a journey that you've been on yourself? Like, we, how have you, how have you experienced this? 
Yes, uh, tenfold, 10x, 100x. If you know anything about Gary Cardone or Peter Adeo, um, 10x is the concept of entrepreneurs doing this thing and making everything 10x. And then Peter Adeo comes in as a kingdom entrepreneur and he's like, no, 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 God 100x's things. And so I love um, utilizing them as a learning place. But for me specifically, it was without my becoming self-aware. And this is one of the books that I was just recently reading is all about EQ and understanding your emotional intelligence and what does that mean? And without that self-awareness, without my mental health and my physical well-being, as well as my spiritual alignment, all of these things in alignment, not in balance. And we can talk about that later because I don't believe in balance. It's all about alignment that God cannot really truly deposit your purpose and clarity on your vision doesn't exist. And so when I came into that, because I was actually, you talked about at the very beginning of this, I was the entrepreneur who had a boutique, was grinding full-time, was not in my home. I had opened my boutique when I was seven months pregnant. And then I had a baby 16 months after that. And so recognizing that I wasn't in the home, I was, luckily my mom was in daycare. So my babies were going to a safe space that was being loved on, but I was running another CEO company all around a nursing brawl, designing. I was working 60 to 70 hours a week and I completely burnt myself out mentally, physically, emotionally, absolutely spiritually, because I was running from God at that point because I was trying to control everything. I was trying to make the dream happen in my own fruition, right? And so coming into knowing the Lord, and this is when my true transformation and identity became solidified in who he says I am versus who culture told me I should be versus porn magazines telling me what I should be versus MTV showcasing what I should be any pop culture experience or expression or the opposite sex explaining to me what they expected me to be. I finally broke free of all of that. And so I realized that without activating in the space that God had gifted me without understanding who he saw me as first, there was absolutely no opportunity for activation. And so when I partner with women in their own entrepreneurial journey and their own desire to bring purpose and passion, infuse it into one place, first off, I never allow anybody to segment themselves as an entrepreneur. You are not just an entrepreneur nine to five. You are not just an entrepreneur and your side hustle, if you want to call it that. Just like you, Danny, you have five children. I can't even imagine that in the midst of everything that I do. And yet you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a sister, you're a friend, you're a community member, you're a homeowner, you're a car driver, maybe. I don't know if you guys drive like that in Germany, <laughs> wherever you We have cars. <laughs> I know you have cars, but like a lot of people walk. I'm thinking of like it very being very city and urban. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but bikes. recognizing that you, okay. Bikes, there you go. Um, is the recognition that without putting all of those things together in parallel, there is constantly this contradiction of self and you feel unbalanced as people like to say, because you are putting more weight in a specific bracket of identity. And there are seasons for everything. I absolutely had to give my kids 100% of my time when they were little as a stay-at-home mom. And then when I shifted back into the world of entrepreneurship, I shifted my entrepreneur, my business, my passion started to grow and they got a little bit less of my time. Did that make me a bad mom? Absolutely not. But I had to have purpose and intentionality on how I was serving each of these passions and that aligned piece, mind, body, soul, and spirit had to become the only 
the only place of full fruition. Because we, if we're depleted in any other site of who we are, if we are not physically capable of doing the thing that God has called us to do, then where do we need to focus on our physical self? And for me, it was a mental break. Um, so I am, I'm grateful that the blessing that I now realized I was blocking has been released. And now I get to see incredible women of God activate within their dreams and not just one. And, and I believe that for you too, whoever is listening and for you, Danny, and your, and your mission is that it's not just a matter of blocking one person's blessing. It's a matter of blocking generational blessings. Mm-hmm. And I think about if I had stayed in that state of mind, that state of physicality, that state of brokenness long into my experience as a mother, my kids would have never known the Tamara that I know myself as now. And it would have hindered everything for their development. Mm. So um, you talked about alignment and seasons. And I'm wondering if in different seasons, we have to like, it's almost like a woman's body. I'm just kind of like, I have this image in my mind, you know, God has created us and we're always kind of like, you know, the hormones, everything's kind of changing and, and developing as we go along. And I'm wondering if that's kind of also the same as we develop in our personality, our spirituality, our, and entrepreneurship is so connected with all of those things that um, instead of like trying to control all these things, I we're always looking for balance, right? I hear that all the time, work-life balance. I love that you said it doesn't exist it doesn't it doesn't that drives me bonkers when people say that go more go deeper into this alignment as women yeah so I think it's just really important to recognize that as we evolve in this evolution process there are different time frames just like there are different seasons of the year that we need to shed that we need to prune just like winter and fall. And then there are times of blossoming. There are times that the thing that you're putting more emphasis on, mind, body, soul, spirit, entrepreneurship falls in that realm of all of those because you really put your heart and soul into to what you create. God did the same thing. It's the recognition that the other pieces, the other hats, if you will, and if you're looking at me right now, you can see that I'm wearing a hat. I love hats. One day I'm going to have my own hat line. So that's one of the things I'm going to do. Goal. Now I'm saying it out loud. Everybody knows. Um, but it's the recognition that in that realm, there is um, a need for us to let go Because if you look at the vision of like a stair and you're going up a staircase, if I was stuck holding on to the back, the backwards rail, I could not reach to go up and progress up the staircase. And every action that you take every single day gives you an opportunity to move the needle and take that next step. And if we stay stagnant, which is why I'm so passionate about activation, people can dream in the same zone for decades. I see it. I coach women all the time. They're in their fifties and their sixties and they're coming to me and they're like, I've been sitting on this for decades. I'm like, why, what has been the holdup? Like I genuinely want to know, not because I want to change who they are or change their story because our stories are so powerful and that is going to preach and teach somebody else. But it's, I want to know, like, what did the enemy do? What happened in your life? And so wherever you are, whether you're 14 years old or you're 400 years old, it's the knowing that alignment, that recognition that God is first in all things and everything vertically stems from there. And until you're in that vertical space of wholeness, you cannot activate horizontally. 
And by that, I mean, you cannot teach if you are not teaching from a place of wholeness. You cannot serve if you are not serving from a place of gratitude. You cannot connect if you are not even willing to connect with yourself and your maker. And so really focusing on that vertical alignment before you ever focus on the horizontal alignment. For me, I was trying to build a business. I was trying to serve pregnant women, grandmothers and infants for five years. I was doing a boutique. And prior to that, five years, I was in the industry, personal training and nutrition. And those sound like good things. It sounds like a good hearted mission, but I was doing it solely out of the exchange of value. Like I wanted the money so that they could have the thing. And I was missing this like true deep heart to heart connection because I wasn't in touch with my own father's heart. So I just really believe that everything extends out of overflow and vertical alignment. And that's what fit in faith means to me. It's not just your fitness of your, of your body. It's so much more than that. So as you transition into different seasons as a woman, because it is ever evolving every seven years are like genetic makeup shifts. We become somebody new. So you think about that just in your marriage. If you're a married woman, who do you have to constantly evolve into that changing relationship? Because you think about it while you might have a great like symbiotic experience together when you're actually together, when you depart from each other, whether it's at your work timeframes or one is taking care of one, three kids and the other is taking care of the other kids. You're not with each other in that a growing process in that evolution process in that alignment process. And so when you come back together and the necessity of actually pouring into one another, learning each other all the time, this is the same relationship that you should be having and cultivating with your heavenly father. It's the same thing. He wants, he doesn't change. He's steadfast. He's always the same. He is constant, but we are changing. The world is changing. There's so much happening around us. And he ultimately just wants to know us deeply because we are seeking to know him more. He knows every hair on your head, every dream, every desire, but without us reciprocating that relationship, we're just a tree in the wind. And then it leads to burnout because we're just striving, striving and striving and striving, right? And potentially divorce and potentially um, sickness, ailments, stress-induced cancer. I mean, there's the list goes on when you are out of alignment. Mm. I witnessed it every day. I witnessed it firsthand. I became so depressed. Um, I was having suicidal thoughts. I felt like I needed to be checked into some sort of facility to safe harbor my children, safe harbor my own self. I could not fathom what it was that could have possibly kept me hindered. So when I sit with these women and I say, why? It's because it took me three years to understand my own why. And I would just encourage anybody who's like feeling this desire to be a risen entrepreneur, to recognize that there is so much value before you the rise for you to prune before the growth of spring and summer, before the seasons change, there has to be this dissection. There has to be this understanding of your roots, pruning, toiling the soil before anything ever comes from the seed that you planted. So a lot of what happens behind the scenes of an entrepreneur's life, even when you might see that highlight reel that you're talking about, Danny, that you see on social media, the perfect website, the perfect curated Instagram, all of these success stories, None of that stems from a place of like 
not seeding. They had to harvest before anything came about. And if they're not, the fruit will show in time. And there might be that season ahead of those people. And so my um, partner in crime, who is my right hand and creative designer to all things of my brand, she said the other day when I was having a very moment like that, I said, look at this. This is where I see us going. This is how I see us happening. I'm like, oh, she's already doing it. Right. And she said, Tamara, she didn't start there. She didn't start there. And so this is I love the name of your podcast specifically about this concept of rise because it's a process of activation. It's you letting go of what's behind, becoming in alignment with who you are right now and confidently and boldly stepping into that next experience, that next season. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head and we, and it's all about, you know, using our story and our history and standing up again, standing up again. And the more, I mean, I love, I'm, I'm fairly new to the entrepreneurship game only, you know, a couple years. And, but the, the two things that really strike me, um, now let's say just with entrepreneurship, it's like the best discipleship and character building program out there. And it kind of creates a very unique breed of people, right? We keep standing up and doing it again and again, despite the failure and going like, you know, making decisions that bring up, you know, fear and then having to deal with, I didn't realize that was in me. I didn't, I didn't realize I was capable of that. You know, when you're networking together and you're, you see the stories of people and you go along together in a community, like what you have, this community. And at the same time, I didn't realize that doubt was there. And in our relationship with the Lord, I didn't realize that I did not trust. I didn't realize that there was so much fear harbored in me. And I think the same I feel like the same thing as, as a mother with kids is like, once you have children, you think you're like a really nice person and you have it together. <laughs> I always think that I'm like, man, I'm, I think That's I'm so a really, really nice person until I had kids. And I was like, Oh gosh, I'm not nice. There's a lot of anger or there's a lot of like impatience or, you know, all these things. So it's like, if you're a mom and an entrepreneur, like that's like, an awesome training school. <laughs> it's eight. so true. It literally is so true. I always say that I do not believe that God was not solely responsible for the fact that I had kids before I crashed and burned because without them, I wouldn't be here today. I mean, literally my son would wipe my tears. And I remember like every little piece of my training zone for being an entrepreneur comes and stems from motherhood because patience for sure is something that you have to have as an entrepreneur. And there is no overnight success. Anybody that you've seen that's experienced that, they will always be honest and transparent about the fact that they have, quote unquote, grinded or hustled. Those are other words I don't really like, but it's what you're going to be able to resonate with and understand. You know, I wake up yesterday, I was up at 2.30 in the morning. Not intentionally, I would like to be sleeping, believe me, but my body and my mind were like, boing, go. And I had a choice. I could stay there and try and sleep and be frustrated and toss and turn, or I could get up and I could activate. Was I tired by the end of the day? Absolutely. But did I get so much done? 
Did I do so much even when my kids were sleeping? Was I able to find quiet time? Did I go to the gym? Did I enjoy worship music? Yes. And so you have to operate from a filled cup from that place of overflow. And that has to come from somewhere. And so a lot of times people are like, how do you do all the things? I sleep eight hours every single night because I go to bed at eight o'clock when my kids go to bed and I'm up really early. And so when everybody's still sleeping for four hours, you're getting emails, texts. I always tell my friends, I'm like, don't text me after 10 o'clock because you're going to get a text at 4 a.m. So you choose. It's up to you. (laughs) So they're like, I'll wait. I'll wait until tomorrow. I don't want to be woken up. So it's just recognizing that like, and there's a season for that. I had a season where I wasn't, I wasn't doing all of this. I was with my kids. I was sleeping every hour that I could because they were keeping me awake all night. Right. And you just have to know that like, this is a part of the process. And without the process, we cannot become who God would have us be. He didn't come into the world when he exemplified through Jesus Christ that it happens in one day. He could have done all of that salvation, grace, all of that could have happened in a minute. But instead, he showcased through humanity, through an actual tangible example. How do we do it? How should we do it? You know, this morning I was reading about um, Jesus going into the wilderness and and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And you think about that as an entrepreneur. And I've experienced social media fasting as an entrepreneur. And that was difficult. If you want to give yourself a challenge, um, press into the Lord and, and see how he actually he makes it all happen, y'all. It doesn't, no algorithm makes that happen. No consistency in that regard of you got to post every single day. It's all God. And so when Jesus goes out into the wilderness, he is tempted. And you said this earlier, Dan, and it is exactly what it brought to mind was, you know, the enemy tried to stop him from getting further and more deeply connected and saying yes to what was about to happen. And the cool thing is the enemy doesn't know anything about the future. He only knows what worked in the past, and that's the only way that he operates. And so he's not creative. He's not created like the art we are. And therefore, in that lack of creativity, all he's going to do is bring up old wounds. All he's going to do is poke at the ailments or the weak points. And, and Jesus at that time was hungry. And I can assure you as an entrepreneur, you are going to be hungry. And if you don't feel fed, and you feel like the next thing you have to reach for is the easy way out, you're probably stepping out of alignment. You're probably doing something outside of your actual call, what the will of God is over your life, because it's hard every single day, but there is so much abundant joy and his promise for you. The plan, just like it was for Jesus is way farther than you could possibly dream, hope or imagine. So I just challenge you as an entrepreneur looking to rise, or maybe you feel like you're already there. I don't believe that there's ever a, a you've made it moment. There's a lot of celebrations along the way. There are a lot of fail forward opportunities, um, but it's just our digging in day after day and moving the needle as much as we can. And as an entrepreneur, who's also a mompreneur, some days moving the needle just includes being with my kids. Some days being an an entrepreneur or a mompreneur is neither of those things and just being a wife. And we have to stay in that space and give ourselves grace. Every day is not a day to hustle hard. That's true. It's It's an opportunity to just to be with God. Yeah. How you do it looks different. 
Absolutely. I, I never have thought of creativity as a spiritual weapon, but now that you brought that up, that's pretty powerful. I mean, often we're like, okay, like we pray, we can listen to worship music and we're like worshiping God, but you know, we also worship in our creativity. We worship in our problem solving. We worship in glorifying God and thinking of that as a, a spiritual, like a weapon of like warfare is that that's powerful. That's exciting. It is, it is, because that's where we go all the way back to the conversation that we started with. When you say people are like, oh, you're so busy. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I am, I am doing sure. I am also being, and in that being, I'm creating. And I've actually shifted the language in our own home all around this because I didn't want my kids to think that I was going to work when I stopped being a stay-at-home mom. I, I didn't want them to feel like mommy's leaving me to go to work and she doesn't want to go to work. She wants to stay with me. That's what she's telling me. But I, I don't want them to have this image that work is bad or work is tiring or work is burdensome. I want them to want to to work for the thing that God has gifted them. And so we call it creating. And so I say, mom's going to create mom's going, creating mom's creating right now. Can you give me just another 15 minutes? I'll be with you in just a second. Yeah. Because to them, creativity at that age is so fun. I want to color. I want to draw. What are you creating? And I'm like, look at this. I'm helping this person build this business. And they didn't have anything but this little idea that they wanted a flower shop. And now they're not just having a flower shop. They're actually doing entire weddings and events. And there's so much happening. So they see this process of creativity. And my husband, who doesn't do not something like me at all, he's also an entrepreneur. So that's a whole conversation to entrepreneurs in a household. But he does HVAC. So he does heating and cooling in homes. And like, that sounds to, to me personally, like kind of boring, but if you talk to him about his passion, it's about the people, it's about serving in a place that is supposed to be your sanctuary, the home, creating comfort. Like he is actually creating blueprints for people's houses of comfortability. Is that not a kingdom call? Like that is a kingdom call. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want to have a home that's warm? Do you want to have a home that can be cooled off when it's hot and when it's cold and all the things in between? Yes. Shelter is a need, a basis need. So change the way you talk to your children about what you do in your own creating and find power in the fact that you are constantly creating. It's literally what we're made to do by who we made us. Absolutely. So this leads me into my next question. Um, and I think it fits really well. I'm wondering what you would say makes a kingdom entrepreneur, a kingdom entrepreneur, what sets us apart? So I actually coached on this last night and I didn't know that it was going to come out here because what I have notated on the question is not the same. So come on, Jesus, he puts all things to, to use. Right. And so a lot of people think entrepreneurship is about business to business, business to consumer. Um, I'm a product-based business. I'm a service-based business. But the truth is we're all experiential businesses and we all serve H to H. We all serve human to human, heart to heart. And whether you're a massive conglomerate of a business, multi-million dollars, multi-billion dollars, interacting on the granular from the HR department to the sales department, who's picking up the phone, who's responding to the email. There are a lot of systems in business and I teach them as well, but the ultimate 
knowing is that you are connecting with a human. And so the key ingredient is relationship. And that's the exact same key ingredient for you to remain aligned vertically first in relationship with the Lord so that you can horizontally relate with the people he's put in your circle and in your, your sphere. Mm. And I mean, you've, you've, you've touched on this a little bit, but I'm wondering if you could go a little bit deeper into how you looking at business strategy, you know, you talked about social media and even fasting from social media and, and that God still does stuff, but we, I think we're so bombarded with like tactics and strategy and things that work. So I'm wondering how in, in your business and in your coaching, um, how do you depend on God? How do you include the Holy spirit as you strategize, as you make plans and tactics? So good. Um, I'll give an example for my podcast. When I go on my podcast, we, I always pray before I speak, um, because you know, the enemy can work in your mind at any given moment. And I've talked about that as well as just like realizing that our words have power. Um, and so giving him my mouthpiece and blocking the ears that shouldn't be hearing something in the wrong way or the wrong context that they would only hear the heart of the father. So that's first and foremost in my podcasting, which I do frequently. So that's one thing. And then additionally, as I'm like cultivating a system or an idea or um, helping somebody else do that, it's really about me um, reminding them that this is a strategy, but the Holy spirit has ownership over the strategy. And so just like Jesus takes the wheel, right? Like he is the driver of this mission. And if you're trying to cultivate based on any other thing, then the root why of what you do there will be that overwhelm. There will be that burnout. There will be that closed door. There will be that roadblock because he's constantly trying to remind us that the root why is back to the call. And ultimately everyone's call is rooted in love. And so I believe that if we are propelling something forward, any idea that it should have a connected piece to the father, and this is an interesting example. I helped someone um, who was bringing to life an e-course around creating a business that was around home mending. He's got the home menders community, right? And you think, how is that connected to God? But his home is something that was currently being cultivated in a fresh revival, a fresh restoration as he was building this course. He's prayed over it. He's prayed over the people that it would bless, the homes that it would generate and the income that it would create so that it has generational impact. So never think, oh, because I'm not running a ministry, I'm not a kingdom entrepreneur or because I'm not working inside of the house of a church that I am not called into ministry or that I am not serving just because you exchange value with finances doesn't mean that you are not serving God in what you do. And that is a huge barrier to the belief system of quote unquote, the church, the little C church that you can't be an entrepreneur and a lover of the Lord. No, God calls us into prosperity he promises us abundance and wealth is not the sole entity money. I should say money is not the sole entity of wealth. Wealth is all the fruits of the spirit. 
And so I want you guys to just be encouraged that you can do this. God promises this fruit for you. Otherwise, they wouldn't talk about money. They wouldn't talk about riches. They wouldn't talk about wealth in the Bible, the hundreds and hundreds of times that they do. It's one of the most discussed topics in the Bible because God knew we'd be in this situation. He knew there'd be this war because you charge a dollar. You're you're not acting out of a kind heart because you're not giving it to me. That's not how it works. You have to feed your mouth just like we have to feed our mouth. You have a lot more mouths in your home, Danny. <laughs> so it's important that you are bringing to life the vision and things that you need to do with a value exchange with people, right? Absolutely. To so find freedom in that. I, one of my mentors um, always says there is transformation in the transaction. And I think yes. that we very, very often forget that what you're, what you're saying. Absolutely. But there, we, we forget that, you know, when you get something for free, sometimes it's just not as valuable. It's nice, but often we're inundated with so many free things, especially if you're, you know, on the internet at all that you don't even look at it. But when you, when you pay a price um, and we've worked in mission in missions for a number of years, we run schools and those schools cost money and they cost time. But we've noticed a big difference of the students coming into those schools who have paid um, their own. And we've noticed the difference of students who've come from on their parents' dime uh, just because they had nothing else to do. And there's a difference in the transformation because the ones who paid a price, the ones who sacrificed they, they receive so much more. And I feel like, you know, God really honors that. He honors when we set aside that time. He honors when we make that kind of sacrifice. That's so true. I mean, if you look at it from the biblical terms, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. So he honors and any obedience in that. I mean, it's a perfect example. Same to him fasting. He honored that. And in that gave him the strength and the continual revelation that this was the next step. He very shortly after that went to the cross. And so it was the same. Like when I experienced that social fasting, I was so reluctant to do it. I was actually sobbing because I had chosen two other things to fast. And I knew in my spirit, this was the right thing to fast. I fasted those things too. But then two days into the fast, I went back to my friends in repentance. And I said, you know what, this is what I'm, I've been harboring. And I know God is calling me to do this. And I was bawling, like, how is my business going to survive? This is where everyone has come in from? How is this going to even work? And God just said, trust me. God just said, not test me because he says, don't test the Lord, but just trust me, have faith. And I sold my highest ticket client during that 21 days. And from then my business has flourished. And so is it solely because of the fast? No, it's solely because of the seeking while I was fasting. It's not just because you give something up. You're giving something up and replacing it with finding to know God in a more intimate way. And I had a lot of trust building in that time. So I just, I don't know who this is speaking to today. I'm not sure this was even along the lines of all the questions we had planned, but I just know that the Holy Spirit is present in this conversation. And this is the passion behind everything that I do because I'm working through it every single day too. I'm learning and failing every single day. I have the moments where I'm like, I was not a nice mom today, right? Or I could totally be a better wife or there's something 
something missing in my relationships, my friendships right now, because I'm not being present with them. If you don't take care of that inner circle and that inner self, you cannot serve others. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to say, but we're coming to the end of our time. I know everyone listening right now is going, come on, let's go. Because you <laughs> are, you know, you're just dropping like truth bombs all over the place. It's been really amazing. Um, I'm wondering, would you like to add anything else before we end this conversation? I think I'd just like to pray. Yeah, please. That's okay. Yeah. God, I just thank you. We lift your name to the sky, Lord. We put your name above all things, above any business name, any business card, any idea, any vision. God, you are the center of all things. And from you, all things stem, all things are created. So God, I just pray that the listeners right now would just submit their dreams to you to realize that in submission, there is victory. God, that looks different for every single one of us. And our activation looks different too, Lord. But I just pray ultimate blessings over their path, that you would truly illuminate the next step for people, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt, Lord, that you are in the midst of this dream and that you would give them the resources to build it. God, that so often we think investment is solely a financial fee, God, give us resources in the sense that we can utilize our gifts and talents because they are freely given by you. God, we are so humbled by this opportunity to just speak life into other people. I bless Danny right now and her family and her home and her siblings and everyone else that she's connected to, Lord, that they would just have an influx of blessing, of abundance, of prosperity as she seeks you. And she seeks to know you through her neighbors. God, we have a like heart and that heart is connected to you. We hope this blesses you in your sweet name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Cool. Thank you so much for that blessing. Um, before we say goodbye, just a couple of things we'd like to know about you. Um, I'd love to know what you're reading right now. I'm a big reader myself. So that's, that's one of my I love books. So. Yes. I love books. So good. So I am, I uh, just finished up the EQ book I was telling you about before. So good. And then I'm in the middle of the matchless Bible study. And so my, my current read is in Matthew, as I mentioned this morning and matchless by Angie Smith is incredible. I also love like a good self-help book or anything like that. There's a author that was just on my show, Christina Wilcox, that just came out with a book on the Enneagram. Have you taken the Enneagram before? I my husband is big into it. Yeah, it's very cool. So it's the Christian lens of the Enneagram and she's a graphic artist in the midst of it. And so she parallels an Enneagram three like me. And so I will be getting that book. That's the next up on my read list um, over the course of the next couple of weeks. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tamara. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening to this episode, um, I'd love it if you would go ahead and go to therisenentrepreneur.com forward slash podcast. And you're going to find in the show notes an opportunity to um, go to Tamara's website. She offers a free one-on-one coaching call and business training blueprint. Um, and I'm sure after everything you've heard here, this is an offer. I mean, this is an irresistible offer, right? Who, who doesn't? 
doesn't want a free coaching call with you. My goodness. So go ahead, take, um, take that offer up. That's the risen entrepreneur.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you once again, Tamara, for being on. It was a pleasure. Nice meeting you and everyone else in your community. You guys, it's going to be a wild ride. Just keep pressing in. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And remember, rise up, entrepreneur, because you are called to create.